information. Okay, hello everyone. Hey, Jessica, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good, good, good. Thank you for being uh, with me today. Um, my name is Victoria Torres and I am, uh, I work for the Samuel Foundation. I'm the Director of Community Impact with a specific focus in Anaheim. And so that's why we're here today. I'm so excited to interview Jessica Bello, Program Manager with the Community Action Partnership of Orange County, um, specifically located at Anaheim Independencia. Um, and today we're going to learn about what they're doing, the work they're doing in the community, uh, and the reason why they are part of this series that we're embarking on this month is because um, CAPOC is a grantee of the Anaheim Community Impact Grant that was given out this past February, just before COVID. <laughs> um, and so we are just checking in with all of our grantees to see how they're doing, to learn about the work that they're doing and how they've adjusted to COVID. So I'm really, really excited to learn about the work that you're doing, learn more about Anaheim Independencia and all the clients and the community that you serve. So thank you so much for um, agreeing to do this. Thank you for having me, I'm very excited. Yeah. So why don't we start off? Um, why don't you go ahead and tell me about yourself, about your role and uh, and CAPOC um, in general as it relates to the community? So um, I'll start with myself. My name's Jessica. Um, I've been with Community Action for five years. I just turned five uh, July 30th. So that was Congrats. my anniversary. <laughs> um, so with Community Action, I mean, they have so many programs. We're a nonprofit. Um, our main, you know, mission, our main thing is to work with um, communities and trying to get them out of poverty, whether it's providing with resources, um, you know, giving them the tools they need to hopefully be able to get out of, you know, poverty and be able to, to um, you know, succeed and, and get ahead in life. Um, so we provide educational programs. It's an all around process. So community itself is really, community action is really big. So we have different programming. Um, one of the programmings we have, um, it's actually our family resource centers. We have uh, two resource centers, one in Orange here in Anaheim. And then we also have um, Southwest Community Center in Santa Ana, which um, provides food for the homeless. So uh, with us here in Anaheim, uh, we a resource center is just, you know, a, a facility that is available to the community. Um, we focus in Anaheim, but we are open to Orange County. Um, we get people from different cities and we provide resources. It's in the name. So it just depends on what a client is coming in to look for. Um, we get people coming in just simply they need document translation. So we... Um, most of us are bilingual, so we're able to, you know, help them out. And um, if they need to fill out paperwork, depending on what it is, we, we either help them fill it out or we look for a center or a resource that's going to help them if we can't do it, especially with legal documents. Um, right. So food is another one. It's a big one, especially right now. But that's one thing we provide. Um, uh, we have counseling on site. We have different classes like financial stability, um, healthy marriages. Um, we have a senior pro senior citizen program, um, yes. a youth program. So I could just name them all, but it's really um, resources for the community. If we don't have something on site, we look for the resource for our clients. Yeah, and that's really the essence of a family resource center, right? It's got, it, it's got multiple services, but at the end of the day, 
if you don't have it, then how do you connect them to that service outside? And so talk a little bit more specifically about Anaheim Independencia and um, the location, the history of it, and and just, uh, you know, high level, because I know we're going to do a tour, which is exciting, because we haven't done that um, before on, on on this platform. But yeah, talk a little bit more about Anaheim Independencia and what goes on there. So our Anaheim Independence Research Center has been here for, I want to say, over 15 years. I don't have the exact amount. But, um, you know, working with Cap OC, um, they've, they've come in and they they work with La Colonia. Um, that's what the neighborhood's called, really. Um, so we have a lot of people that have been here for years. And we are in the middle of a neighborhood, like a lot of FRCs. Um, so we just provide, um, services for our community here. Um, we've been doing this for years. It's evolved as time has gone by. Um, we did start really with just the basics, like, you know, being able to provide, um, certain resources. And as time has gone on and we've been able to partner up with different organizations, we've been able to provide our community with not just, you know, food and maybe donations or anything like that. We're able to provide them with a lot of, um, you know, health resources, which whether it's mental health or, you know, um, any type of physical health, we're able to provide them with the resources that they need. Um, So we are in Anaheim. I want to say we're at the border of, you know, close to um, Stanton, Garden Grove. So we are a little bit further. We're not and Anaheim is a huge city. So um, we're a little bit on the on the closer side to um, these cities, um, like Gar- uh, Garden Grove, Stanton, uh, Buena Park. Um, so we are on this side. So we have a lot of um, we have a lot of people from all over Anaheim that come in to get our services. Um, but really, I mean, especially now with COVID, we've gotten people from all over Orange County that are coming in, yeah, to to um, for assistance. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I actually had the pleasure of visiting uh, Anaheim Independencia almost a year ago, and you really are in a neighborhood. I mean, I drove in and you, I mean, it, it it's like a big house, but it could be, um, you know, you, you, pa- you could pass it almost if it didn't have the gate and the sign. But I, I love that it is centrally located in the neighborhood um, so that the people surrounding that neighborhood have easy access, because I know with the population that you serve, accessibility is key. So it's it's walking distance, right, for a lot of the families that live in that area, which I think is another component to an FRC, is that it has to be accessible. And so you're in a very highly concentrated area um, for those residents specifically. Yeah, we are. Um, so we, I've, been here in Anaheim itself for a couple months so we one of the things you know we'll highlight is we do delivery of food to our senior mm-hmm. citizens because we're not having them come in um, yeah. so one of the things I noticed while I was driving around and, and mapping out the, the places was that we are very our clients are very around us they might be a little somewhat further up but they kind of go in a circle surrounding us yeah um, and they're not I mean we deliver to about 30 senior citizens 30, okay. maybe 20 to 25, actually. Uh, we give to 30 seniors mm-hmm. food, but about 20 to 25, we deliver food to them. So um, we are, we noticed that we're like, hey, we're going in a circle around the yeah. area. And it does, it touches Buena Park. It touches, like I say, Garden Grove when we're going. And some of them are in those cities. It's just that they're so close by that yeah. we're able to drive. I don't think we drive more than maybe 
I, I could be wrong, but I think about five miles is the longest with some of our clients that we're going. Got it. That's great. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's the whole point is that it's supposed to be um, easily accessible. So that's, and that's great that you're delivering. I know, especially with our senior population, there's a lot of fear and going out or just, you know, w- with the COVID and um, that them being a more susceptible population to getting sick. So it's great mm-hmm. that you are, you know, providing that service. So thank you. So let's talk about the space and before COVID, like what typically is a, a, a day at Anaheim Independencia? You mentioned some of the programs earlier, but talk about the programming that happens at that space on a daily basis. So a typical day, I mean, it's it just depends, but some days it's just foot traffic like no other. Our door, people are just in our lobby. They're all around. Um, but normally we have programming here. Okay. Um, we do. We had counseling here on site. Um, we had Medi-Cal on site. So we had someone come in once a week to help people. They would make an appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, we had our Stand Up For Kids program. So they okay. would come in uh, three times a week in the evenings. Um, we would be open in the evenings for them. And so they would come in and, and they just work with the programs, whether they do tutoring, they have a, like a workshop going on. Um, and then after after school, we had our little ones uh, for tutoring program. They're all elementary school kids. I think we had a couple that were maybe sixth graders, but a lot of them were little. Five years old, I think, was the youngest. So we did tutoring. So in the morning, it's mostly us coming in. The staff checks emails if they had clients coming in for appointments, whether they needed help, like I said, with some document translation. They needed some resources. Um, we're very seasonal. So I, being at the FRCs for five years, I realized that I don't track time uh, based on the months. It's based on what's going on. So January to, you know, probably April is tax season because we provide taxes for the community for free. We don't, we do not charge. So we have to get trained. Um, we, we partner up with United Way. And so January to April, we're kind of setting up. We start tax season. We get a little bit of a breather in May, May, June, and then we start our new fiscal year, which is July. And then we start prepping for, um, we have the summer program, the end of the school year for the kids, summer program. Um, In there, we squeeze squeeze in the backpack program because we give out backpacks to kids. Um, It varies. This year, it's one of the years I think we're going to be giving a little less just because of donation-wise that we were able to get. But normally... Um, the centers are giving out anywhere between 300 to 500 backpacks to students. Wow. Um, so that'll That's be great. it. The kids go back to school and then yeah. we usually plan activities for the family. So we'll have like a Halloween event. Um, we partner up with different partners to do a Thanksgiving, whether it's a basket or a turkey, whatever we can get. And then Christmas, Toys for Tots, we do give gifts as well. It's anywhere between 300 to 500, just depending on how many donations we get. Um, and so that's kind of how our year goes. So we get a couple of breathers in there, but that, those are the seasonal programs, but just things that we keep every day. Um, we have classes, um, for our clients. Um, Mm -hmm. so it just depends on the day, but it's, it's, a it's rare when we have a slow day 
And for yeah. some reason, always our busiest days, it's on the Friday when you want to go and it's the weekend. <laughs> and then, you know, you're getting a yeah. donation that you need to wait for. Or, you know, yeah. I mean, sometimes our clients, if it's something serious, then we, we do case management as well. So we have to wait and make sure we're able to, yeah. you know, take care of them and everything and help them as much as we can. So that yeah. usually happens on a Friday. So, it, yeah. you know, it's an adventure well, it's for us. It's a fun place. You know, when I was there, um, it was a little quiet because I got there just before like school got out. And, um, you know, it's it's a very homey space, too, as we'll find out. as we'll see here in a minute with the tour. But, you know, it's uh, for some people, I'm sure it's a nice place to go to to just relax. I think there were some seniors there when I came around and they were just playing cards. Um, So, yeah, I can I can believe that it's hard to. And let me tell you, the seniors, it's. This is their center. So yeah. you will not, like they you tell them they can be here until one, they will be here until one. Until one. And they're yeah. like, this is our home. And they'll say it, they'll they play loteria, which is their favorite game. They uh-huh. you don't mess with their loteria. Um, <laughs> they eat they eat lunch here. So um, we yeah. have volunteers. We're very fortunate we have volunteer and I believe a staff from Meals on Wheels, which is the partner that yes. um, provides the food, um, that cook for us here. So they're they're hilarious. They get dropped off. So we actually had a um it's it's funny now that when they told me about it, so Maria who's a coordinator for the program, um, that yeah. they actually had to change that time because they were showing up before the center even opened. So we were like they would be cleaning, you know, the floors and they were walking in. And obviously oh. that's that's a liability because we were like you can yeah. call or the tables weren't clean yet or they were being organized. So they did yeah. have to, you know, instill in them. Okay, we don't start until later in the in the morning. So do not show up before. Yeah. So it was something that, you know, it, it's funny we laugh about it, but it, you know, it's for their safety. But they were just yeah. like, well, why are you not letting us come in earlier? This is our center, and they just love it That's here. Um, for them right now, it's been really hard because we don't have the program, and they'll yeah. call us or they when when we deliver food, they're like, when are you gonna have us back? When are you gonna have us back? So yeah, that, it's yeah. still up in the air for us, but um, I think they're the yeah. funniest group we have, the seniors. I bet, I bet. So yeah, that kind of leads into how how are you guys adjusting to COVID? So you you're doing food delivery. Um, I, you know, you mentioned a couple of things earlier. What are some other things that you have had to do to adjust to to closing it? So we had a program. Um, we still have it. It's just it shifted as well, but it's um, La Colonia Market. So people essentially okay. were coming in and shopping. Um, it's all free, yeah. but we, we called it shopping because they got to choose what they wanted. Um, yeah. So I'll show you the area right now. It's being used more for like um, freezer food or anything like that. But before it had a lot of different variety. Um, okay. So that was one thing that we were doing. Um, so right when we closed, um, all of our programming stopped. Um a lot of like the counselors or, or any of the case workers, they were kind of like, hey, you know, or, because we work with a lot of partners. They were like, you know, we ha- we can't be here right now. We're either right. closing or we're going to be working remotely. So it just depended. I think the first two weeks um, of the when we closed the center, we actually closed as well. Um, we were working remotely uh, and everything was by phone. So okay. when we were actually able to um, come back. It was everything's by appointment. So what we decided to do and what we were helped with with the um, with the money, with the grant money, um, is we were able to create a drive through 
for oh, okay. people to come in. So we have a parking lot. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the, the the when you drive by that you'll be able to tell that it is the center because we have parking yeah. lot. But other than that, you would miss it. it like you right. said, it's like a big house. So we created a drive-through for our our community, um, just to keep distance, um, to make sure that the clients and the staff are safe. But we still were getting so many calls about food. Um, yeah. that's the one thing that just escalated, whereas before it was, uh, you know, uh, a mix of services, food just went up to the top of our list. So we realized that it's not something we could just close the center for. Mm-hmm. Um, we really needed to figure it out. And, and it took a lot. I mean, we started doing it, I want to say almost right away when we after we closed um, everything else. But it was a hit or miss. I mean, we were trying to figure out how do we get the people in. It's in the neighborhood, so we didn't want to have issues with with traffic and blocking and anything like that. So we kind of – and we were getting a lot of people that weren't our clients per se. So we were also trying to figure out how do we track it. I mean, we can't get signatures. We're not filling out paperwork. Um, and that's yeah. usually how we track our things. So we had to figure out a system. Um, now we're, we did this, what, probably April. So we've been doing this for a couple months now and we're not perfect, but I feel like we have it. We have it going on now. Like we, we know what we need to do. Um, and we know who's coming. We're servicing anywhere between, I want to say about 80 to 110 people a week, probably. So, um, it, and we've had to work. I think now it's traffic again because everybody was showing up. Even though they had appointments, they were all showing up in the first, like, 30 minutes. So that was a struggle as well. So, yeah. we, you know, we figured out. We called people. We let them know, hey, just FYI, like, um, make sure you're coming in at your appointment time. Yeah. Not earlier, which I know in a lot of places they'll tell you come in earlier. Uh, but yeah. for us, it's just we don't want to risk losing our programming because the people in the neighborhood, you know, um, you know, a lot of them are trying to go to work, the ones that are still able to. And if we block them, you know, that's yeah. that's um, that's an issue. So they've been really good the past. I want to say maybe three weeks. We've been really good with traffic mm-hmm. controlling um, and we'll get there. I know we will. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a one program that just grew. Um, we just got so many people that were like, we need mm-hmm. food. And yeah. so we were able to provide that for them. And then gradually we've been able to add a little bit more um, okay. th- than just the food boxes. But yeah, I, I mean, we still have our other programming and, and um, that's kind of going back up. We're getting back gotcha. with the situation. They want counseling. They want yeah. a talk to caseworkers or case managers. So they are looking for other resources, um, rental assistance, um, housing or anything like that. But food is still yeah. our top one. Yeah. And so what are in those conversations, what are the new needs that you are seeing in this community? Is it um, like even with counseling or the case management, are the topics changing? So you said rental assistance. Um, I mean, I know there's kids in the area. So I know with this whole school district, you know, issues going on on, you know, what they're going to do. What are some of the new challenges that you're that are popping up? So I know uh, for us, I mean, housing is a big one people are losing their homes um they don't have the money to pay the rent so we've we've been trying to look for programming um so to see if there's any help out there um that's one counseling wise um the topics have shifted a little as well um i mean i can't disclose a lot because it, it is private information but i know a lot of the clients their kids are not feeling they're they're scared they they watch the news whether they do it on purpose or by accident 
and yeah. they, they're afraid or just knowing that the situation is so up in the air. One day we're being told you can come back. Then it kind of goes back. No, you can't. Um, so even the parents, they're just they're stressed. They don't they have the kids at home all day, which I can't imagine having little ones and, you know, trying to figure it out. I don't have kids, but I just see <laughs> how the parents talk to me and they tell me, yeah. um, you know, we we need something for them. Like, are you guys having programs? Can we bring them over? And we actually were able to do a small summer program, um, really tiny. We were trying to test it out to see if we were able to um, have the kids be separate, six feet apart, and maintain social distancing and following the rules. Um, we just finished yesterday. We only did it for a couple weeks, um, twice a week. And it was pretty good. I mean, we talked to the parents, made sure that they were okay. The parents were like, yes, take the kids, take the kids, you know. They, yeah. they just needed a breather. Um, um mm-hmm. You know, they love their kids, but having to enter- entertain them, and some of them don't have internet. Some of them don't yeah. have the resources, you know, even for the kids to be inside watching TV because before it was go outside, play. But even now, yeah. like, the parents are trying to keep their kids inside. So um, yeah. even now with the schools, they still don't know, some of them, if the schools are going to be being virtual or they hybrid class or what's going on. So we've gotten a couple parents that um, they just sometimes they don't know how to connect with the school. So I, I was under the impression that some of the public schools are giving like either tablets or, or laptops with Internet. Yeah. Uh, but I've gotten a couple that are like, hey, like my kid doesn't have Internet. How are we going to how are they going to do schooling? Um, yeah. We don't have supplies. We don't have the money for supplies. So we have some backpacks, and we've been working on getting the supplies ready for them. So yeah. um, we're trying wow. to provide for them as much as possible, or look around to see what's available for them, and just having food around um, allows them to breathe a little because they don't have to worry about having to get yeah. as much food as they needed, or they get a, you know they don't have to get any for the week anymore because they have enough with what we're able to give them. That's great. Yeah, I know. I even myself, I have, I have two kids and the five-year-old is, you know, was supposed to go to Preppy K. And um, even even me as a uh, someone who who does have Internet and, and a computer and technology and a phone, like it's been a lot of information that changes daily. And you got to check your messages and email. Right. And, you know, some parents right. might not have email. If they don't have Internet, why would they have email or why would they have any of that and if that's the only way that they're communicating to parents it, it can get very overwhelming even me as someone who can navigate technology well it's even overwhelming for me and then you open up a document and it's like 20 pages long <laughs> so um and and I don't know if all the students are even in the same district you know Anaheim has five elementary school yes, districts so many so- schools I found out Right. There are all operating in in different um, with different rules. So, yeah, you guys, it it must be very helpful for them to go to one place that they trust. I think at the end of the day, the FRCs are really about trust. Right. And going somewhere that they know they they know Jessica or they know Rita or they know whoever because they walk in and they see the same familiar face. And that's what a lot of it is for people. They just want comfort and and they want to trust. And they've really built that trust there at the space. So that's awesome. Um, you mentioned partnerships really quickly. You mentioned United Way. You mentioned Meals on Wheels. Any other new partnerships that have kind of that have developed? Um, 
we have we're working with uh, Faces, which is providing counseling. Access California is also providing counseling, um, parenting classes, uh, WTLC. This is all coming in through um, uh, Fact. Um, so then we also have. I'm I'm trying to think of everyone right now. Um, Two one one OC. So uh, when the our contract year started um, in July, we actually were able to have someone here. Mm-hmm. Um, July starting in July from 211 OC so people can call 211 and, and you know ask for resources ask for any any type of help that they might need uh, but with us you're able to call us and and it makes it easier because if you're calling and, and for example right now we don't have uh, Medi-Cal on site so if someone calls in they're like hey I need to reapply or I need to apply for the first time or it's expiring you know whatever needs they need we can't help them, unfortunately. We we don't have access to any of that. But we're able to say, you know what? Let me connect you with 211. And they're here on site. So they're able to work with them a little bit more in depth than if they were just calling generally the the number. And they do a really good job, the, the actual hotline in itself. But having someone here, it allows them to be able to say, oh, they're right there at the center. So let me let me call them. I'll, I'll see if they know of anyone that has, you know, a daycare program or that rental assistance that's a big one um, or any any type of programming out there that we can send our kids to or even the parents so they're able to help us a lot of the times um, before that we were doing it ourselves which is not it's not a big deal we can do it ourselves as well but it does help us right now to be able to say okay they'll they'll have access to it in their database whereas we research you know as best as we can we're calling and they're able to just pop it up if it's something that's in the database and they'll be like here you go um it, sometimes it, it works out sometimes it doesn't but if it doesn't work out then we go back at it and and try to find something else um so that's a new one that we've had right now um i'm trying to think well second harvest food bank is another we do work with them um we just got uh, another one which is oh my gosh i'm gonna botch their name but it's um the house of hope um they have the nonest kids program so they're going to be able to provide. Yes, thank you. I was like, I know the name. Um, she just sent me the email and we're going to be able to uh, partner up. And I believe we're starting next week where they're going to be able to bring us some uh, food bags as well for the kids, for the younger kids. Um, uh, and I'm trying to think there's so many more and I know I'm forgetting them. So I'm so sorry for forgetting you. But uh, there's so many programs that we partner up with around here. That's great. Yeah, no, partnerships are are very, very important, especially in an FRC, because you're doing so much that you can't do it all. So it's great that you bring it, you leverage, right, what exists in the community. So, so you know, also last, last question before we move to the tour. So how has grants and scholarships or um, sponsorships and all that funding affected your work? I know that there was a lot of um, movement in the space. And so I, I know a lot of this can't be done without partnerships and funding. So how has grant funding affected your work? So um, in general, I mean, having having any grant funding is, is very helpful for us. Like I mentioned, um, we do these programmings like the backpacks, Thanksgiving, all that. Those are big programs we have, but we have smaller things as well. Um, yeah. And some of, a lot of the programs I, you know, I work with them alongside them, but I'm not the lead. But even just have we mentioned before the financial empowerment program, being able to to teach the clients about budgeting, credit scores, all the, you know, how to, especially now with, with such uncertainty and yeah. people not working. Um, we have um, 
like uh, here on site, um, uh, the manager for the Healthy Marriage and Family Program is here as well. So even just seeing how they work with their clients and, and you know, try to build those relationships with, with the families and making sure that they're able to provide resources for them as well. Uh, that's a big thing. I mean, for us, uh, we wouldn't be able to do our, our, you know, our programming, especially right now, our food program. We, we would be able to give them some food, which I know our clients would appreciate, but having that extra funding allows us to give them more. It's not just, oh, they'll, they'll have uh, produce for the week, but we also are able to, you know, those food boxes that we've been giving them, because um, we've, we've opened them to see exactly what is in there. There's rice, there's beans, there's pasta, um, you know, there's canned goods, which, you know, they can make for the pasta, the sauces. So there's so many things in there that, um, I've heard in, in I've heard from clients um, that that had never been to an FRC before. This is their first time in it, and it's such a hard transition for so many people that have never reached out. Um, and they've said, yeah. you know, I'm able to cook for my kids. Like I don't have to worry, and or I'll just buy whatever else is left that you weren't able to give us in those boxes. But I'm usually set, and that does cut the amount of money I have to spend. Oh yeah. And, for yeah. us, getting that funding is just—it's the—it's the best feeling. I mean, they—they um, yeah. they, especially now everybody's been so lenient and how they need us to either report it or mm-hmm. or let them know because before and it makes sense before they needed a little bit more detail, um, you know whether it's signatures, number of people, and we're still getting all that, but it, it is very different. And our partners, anyone that's ever provided any funding that's helping us, especially right now during COVID. They've been really good about, you know, working with us. And they're like, well, we want to keep the clients safe. We want to keep the staff safe. So maybe we won't have you do it the same way you were doing before. Let's figure out a way. And that's how we've been able to work. And and it's less of a worry because um, when this was all going on, we were like, well, we have this food. We can go and try to get some from here. Um, let's try to up, see if we can up it from other programs, but all these mm-hmm. other, you know, programs or, or agencies are so full of needs as well that people need, yeah. need them right now. So it's like, we don't want to, we can ask, but they're going to give us as much as they can. So just right. having that extra funding, we're able to say, Hey, let's produce more boxes. Let's, yeah. you know, let's have that food for our families. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what we've been doing, and it's, it's been an adventure, and we, <laughs> we've had our moments, don't get me wrong, I mean, I, yeah. I can sit here and tell you all the good things, and, and we've had our moments as well, because I'm right. sure, like, everyone in, in the country or the yeah. world, it, it's very stressful, it's something that we were never, you know, prepared for. Yeah, nobody planned for this. Nobody, nobody planned, and no, nobody knows what to do to an extent, mm-hmm. we're still trying yeah. to figure it out, and, and just having that help. Having people look at our organization and, and just look at Anaheim, for example, and be like, you know what, Anaheim needs help. Um, yes. Let's connect with community action. Just having that for us is very beneficial. We're very grateful. Um, we really, we we would have, I want to say we would have found resources, but we wouldn't be able to provide them as greatly as we have right now if we didn't have if we didn't have your funding or your your help or all of our other you know partners help that we've we've received during these past couple of months so to us we're i mean we're like keep it coming we'll keep doing it you know we are more than happy to figure it out so um yeah i mean we're very grateful that's good no thank you for sharing that yeah it's nice to um it's just nice to know that it's you know 
being utilized for the community and and yeah and you guys my my i you know i've worked in nonprofit 15 years before you know coming to the funding side and so i know better than any that nonprofits know the community best i mean you guys are the ones that see them every day that are visiting them now every day that are talking to them every day so you guys know their needs better than anyone so um, so that's why I love being in this sector and and get get, get to do this. So thank you. Well, let's take a little tour. So to, uh, I know you're you're there today. So show us around. Just you know, kind of walk around. Let us know where all the fun fun stuff happens, and then we'll close out here. Oh yes, I was trying to figure out if I I could flip over the camera. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hold on. I need to put on my mask. Oh, yes. yes. So everybody has to wear one on, whenever they're here on site. So mm -hmm. let me just fix myself real quick. And then I'm just going to take myself off the screen. Yes. So you probably won't be able to hear me, but just keep talking and then I'll interject. But go ahead and tell us what you're... Uh, okay. So yeah. here we... It's empty right now. Um, we have one of our coordinators, Grisel. Yes, her mask is on. Um, so she's working here. She's from actually the Healthy Marriage and Family Program. Um, so this is Ms. Grissel. And then this is where we used to have our seniors. Right now we're not having our seniors, but um, they we still prep the food here. So any frozen meals that we get, we actually make sure we sanitize the tables and then we're prepping the deliveries for them every Thursday. Um, so I have Ms. Catherine here. She's saying hi. She's from our AmeriCorps. Um, so she's been here for a couple months, for almost a year. Um, so she helps us with um, making sure that we're setting up the appointments. So this is like our main hall. Um, we try to keep it as clean as possible. So this right now is very, very messy. So I apologize, but we have out and then the boxes we have. Um, these are going to be giving out uh, Thursday. We're actually getting a delivery today. So right here, we're working on our backpacks. Um, we're trying to get them ready for next week. So this was our computer room. We had our kids come in when we had our kid program, our youth program. But right now, it's just boxes full of books and supplies. We're hoping to find some more supplies. So, you know, we need those. Um, backpacks, we are limited this year, but we're working with that. So we have a couple more food boxes. These were delivered. So we are going to be giving everything away Um on Thursday, which is tomorrow. Um, so it's a little full in here. I mean, we've used this as more of a place for the deliveries. This is our little market. Um, this before used to be full of food that people would be shopping. Now it's food that we are delivering. So we have some food boxes in there. Um, we work with our programming here to be able to, to uh, package everything. Here's a, some more food uh, from our food bank. Um, and actually, Healthy Marriage and Families does this for their program specifically. But we're able to, you know, get some food from them as well. So this is our little market. Um, usually, it's actually way, way messier. Thursdays, it just it becomes a, a huge place where we're packaging and everything. But this is kind of how it is. Um, I'll show you guys the parking lot. Just because this is where we're doing our drive through Today, it's just regular. I hope you guys can hear me. It's kind of loud. But... We set up, we clear out all the park, uh, the cars, and then this is where the cars are coming in, kind of like a U-turn. So this is our little center. One of our trees fell, so we're hoping to get that removed soon. Oh. And then we have a little park that we are not using right now because of COVID. 
but mm-hmm. hopefully eventually we'll be able to open it up again. Wonderful. But, yeah, let me go back in here. So yeah, so as you can see, we have a, a lot going on and we just bring yes. stuff into the room. Um, but yeah. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. That was really great. It's like my velocity. Okay. We're done for live. So thank you for doing that. Appreciate it. Um, it looks like a really big space. And yes, even though people can't go in there, you've got a lot going on. So uh, thank you for all the work that you guys are still doing and, and going and showing up. I know how often do you go into the office? So I'm struggling in hearing you. Oh, but are you able to hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. So I don't know what happened. I think it's my connection, but um, okay. I want to thank you so much, you know, for, yes. for taking the time to talking with me. Um, I hope that you were able to get a sense of what we're doing here. We're very thankful for everything um, you all have done. Like I said earlier, without you guys, we would not be able to provide as much food for our community as we are right now. So we truly are thankful. And, you know, anything you guys need, just let us know and we'll definitely yeah. be here for you all. Oh, no, thank you. You guys are doing the work. So we appreciate everything you're doing in the community. And uh, we look forward to, to learning more. And especially when we open up and maybe we'll do it. We'll, we'll do another tour. But when everything is hopping and, and going, <laughs> going on full cylinders. I'm sorry, so. I'm having a hard time hearing you. But you. I'm trying to. Oh, I'm not sure. Okay. What happened. I think it's my phone. Okay, no worries. Well, thank you again, and thank you. we will see you see you uh, see you again. Okay, good luck and stay healthy.